Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. This season is taking you behind the scenes, as well as taking you behind the curtains of my businesses. I'll also be talking to dynamic entrepreneurs and smart experts who have the secrets and tools for success. You can also expect more chats with my business besties and my mentees. And I'm really, really excited for this week's episode drop because I'm not dropping one episode but I'm dropping two episodes today. So before I tell you about this week's episode, I first want to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by Bold Darling. Bold Darling is a platform to support entrepreneurs who understand that business is about more than business. I have seen so many of my mentees sacrifice themselves on the altar of their businesses. They've burnt themselves out. They feel like they're way behind on where they should, could be in their businesses their relationships are suffering, they want to grow their businesses but believe growth will create even more problems and stress. If they're moms, they're most likely consumed with guilt about the impact their business is having on their family life, they're working long hours and are exhausted, and they wonder why they started the business in the first place, because a job was so much easier. (laughs) I've had a front row seat to this phenomenon. First of all, I've done it myself. This May, I marked 10 years since I started my first business. And secondly, I've gotten to mentor thousands of entrepreneurs in the second business of mine. Believe me, I get it. What I've designed is the exact content and structure to combat this problem. Bold Darling is built on the stance that successful businesses are about more than P&Ls, strong sales pipelines and org charts. Sure, those things are definitely important. However, so is the energy of the founder and anything that detracts from that, whether it's lack of productivity, challenges at home, getting stuck in fear or self-doubt, to name just a teeny tiny few, has a direct impact on the business's success. Each month in Bold Darling, we focus on a different theme as part of our annual curriculum. April was mindset, May was systems and organization, and this month, as I'm recording this, June is money. We get together every quarter for the day to evaluate our quarters just gone and also to plan the next 90 days. I host a masterclass each month on our monthly theme, and I also invite an expert to come join us for an expert workshop each month. This month, for Money Month, we've got Laura Elkaslassi, who is the CEO of Profit First Australia. And we've actually got two guests this month, my own Profit First accountant, Nadia Venditti, joining us. When you join Ball Darling, you'll be placed into an accountability group of businesses at a similar life stage as you. Right now, we have groups for startups, scale-ups, and family businesses. And there's more. 
We have a membership portal. There's a playbook of all the resources and templates that you might need while running your business. And also a Bold Darling book club, which is so fun. So there really, really is no need to go it alone. The answers, the support and the guidance are all there waiting for you. To find out more and to meet some Bold Darling members and to apply, go to bolddarling.com and doors close on Thursday, 23rd of June. So back to this week's episode. In this episode, I'm interviewing three of my Bold Darling group about their greatest lessons from where they are in the midst of creating their startups. And in the second episode, which is also dropping today, I interview another three members about their experience of scaling their businesses. So basically, you've got to choose your own or both adventure this week with my episodes. In this this episode, which is Diary of a Startup, I interview Lauren Adlam, Elke Honish, and Tamika Steele. Lauren and Elke, as we recorded this, were right on the cusp of bringing their creations into the world when we chatted. So like on, on the same week we chatted, they were just about to birth their businesses into the world. While Tamika, as she'll explain in our conversation, is pivoting her business. In our chat, we covered the gestation period for their business babies, imposter syndrome, time on versus time in their startups, dealing with other people's opinions, procrastination, support networks, and much, much more. This episode is a must listen if you're thinking about or are already underway with starting a business. And I would really love to thank Lauren, Elke, and Tamika for their honesty and also their generosity in what they've shared in our conversations. As I said, all three ladies were founding members of my Bold Darling mentoring group when I first opened doors way back in March. And guess what? Doors are open again now. If you're ready to grow your business in a way that supports you, find out how being a Bold Darling member will change both your life and also your business at bolddarling.com. Let's bring on my three guests this week. Hi, I've got my, 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 some of my Bold Darling startups. So nice to have you all on the show. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, and I'm loving because you're all obviously part of the same accountability group and the in the, the kind of larger Bold Darling group. And it's just been so lovely. I feel like I'm kind of crashing one of your accountability sessions here. And just <laughs> that warmth between you and just how kind of across each other's businesses and lives you are. It's it's so special. So yeah, I'm delighted that I get to talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you. So, so the idea of this chat, as you, as, as all three of you know, is to share a little bit of a you know diary of a startup type thing. <laughs> so, uh, as we've chatted about a lot in Bull Darling, and I know you, you've you've each chatted um, between yourselves as well in the in in your group. It's it, it, starting a business or restarting Tamika, as we'll talk about in a second with Hugh. It's as much an emotional and mindset journey as it is anything else. So I'm really, really excited to, I mean, you're, you're in it. All three of you are like, you're, you're the front lines right now of, of starting a business. So I'm really, really excited to, to talk to, to all of you, um, about, and just take people on the journey of, you know, where you're at. And I think it's, it's, it's quite a good timing as we just chatted about for, cause each of you are just about to, you've either just launched or you're just about to launch something, something really big within your businesses. So Elka, can I jump to you first, just so everyone kind of knows who's who in the zoo on, on the podcast conversation. Can you share a little bit about, you, you know, you, what, what is your business? Um, yeah, a bit of an orientation on you and, and what, what, what you're doing. Sure. Um, yes. So hello, my name is Elka and I've just started my business. It is called Power Body for Life. And I'm a personal trainer and I train exclusively with women. And my main focus is to train with pre and postnatal clients. 
So that means anyone who is pregnant or even thinking about becoming pregnant or just had a baby and have all these questions about uh, what does it mean for your training? Is it safe? Can you still do it? How do you get back to training? That's where I can uh, come in and I can help you with that. Amazing. Uh, I wish you were around like six months ago when I, well, actually what, what, a year ago? A year ago. Yeah. It will be I've got an almost one-year-old. He's one next month. It's uh, this month. It's blowing my mind. And Elka, you, you just launched a new website yesterday. So it's all real. It's all it's real. Yes. It was a big day yesterday. And especially like the last week to get everything sorted. And yeah, yesterday I went live. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. And we're just saying that as we're recording this yesterday was the 8th of June. And we were just saying that the I was telling you you all that in Chinese numerology, eight is the number of abundance. So I think that's a very, very auspicious day to, to, to start and launch. Actually, when I started my first business, The Remarkables Group, I was living in the, the house we were living in was number eight. Okay. And the facialist I was seeing at the time, she was just amazing, like older Spanish lady who'd like traveled with the Moors in like Arabia. She, she's incredible. And um, she actually told me that. So I always felt really good that I'd started my business in, in a number eight house mm-hmm. as well. So good. And um, Tamika, can I jump to you? Because you're in a slightly different situation. So you have have an established business, mm-hmm. but due to circumstances, if you want to share as, as part of this conversation, you, you're actually restarting. So I think you're an interesting case study as well, because you're kind of, you've done the business thing, you've established it, but you're actually almost going back to going back to first principles and restarting in line with kind of something that you're more passionate about. So do you want to share a little bit about where you're at, your situation right now? Yeah, definitely. So hi, everyone. My name is Tamika. Um, I'm known more in my industry as Mim. Um, so I'm the founder and editor of Australian Music News website. Music is my muse. Um, where music I've been is your muse. I feel yeah, like we need a t-shirt with that muse. on. So yes, good. that's one of my goals. Um, so yeah, for the past seven years, basically, I've been on a mission to bring local music to the masses. And I've had the privilege of connecting hundreds of thousands of local music lovers with emerging artists in my home state of Queensland. Um, so I was doing that and in 2020, of course, COVID hit. And as we know, that just affected basically everybody. Um, And the music industry was one of the key industries that was just decimated, like everything ground to a halt. And um, 2020, I also got, I was diagnosed with an illness that I lived with for pretty much that whole year. Um, But I was just like pushed through, pushed through, you know, as you would say, Lorena was very much in my masculine energy. Yeah, just just carry through. Push, push, push. Um, And then in 2021, I was still in recovery, I guess, from that illness. And I took on a big work project, burnt out in the middle of 2021. And I just put my business on hiatus. It was meant to be mm. for one month, turned into about eight months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I spent that time basically evaluating. Yeah. Do I want can to I, go can back I just to pause business? you there, my dear, just for the courage <sighs> that you demonstrated in doing that? You know, it's as you've already said, like we're so conditioned, particularly as women, just to push through and hustle and, you know, make it happen. And, mm. you know, as, as you all know, our book at the moment is Clockwork. Uh, our Bold Darling Book Club is Clockwork. And I, I don't know if all of you have started the book yet, but that story mm. that he shares at the start about that woman who'd started the preschools, like I got full body goosebumps yeah. and had been diagnosed. She had double pneumonia and she couldn't find anyone to clean. So she's like cleaning these preschools with double pneumonia and emails him to say mm. like, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not good. So I just yeah. want to commend you to make it just for actually acknowledging that and realizing what you well, needed to do you. was pause because it's, mm. it's not an easy decision to make. No. And particularly in my industry and I think in business, it's just expected like, oh, you will just keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in the music industry in particular, and I know that artists feel this a lot. It's like, oh, if you're not releasing, if you're not on, like if you don't release for six months a year, oh, that's it. That's the end of your career. Yeah, like that's sort of that. that You're almost on that end production line. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's not true. The reality is it's not true. You can step away, go do your thing, go do something else, come back the world in your career will still be there for you. So yeah, taking, I, I took that pause. I totally stepped away from my business and I knew that if I didn't, I probably would have just quit. I would have just been like, no, this is not for me. When in actual truth, the music industry is where I'm supposed to be. You yeah. just have to take that moment, that pause. Yeah. So yeah, now I'm I'm back. I've restarted Music Is My Muse, but I've really turned the dial back on it. So instead of releasing three or four articles a day, I've committed to just one a month. Wow, isn't that huge? <laughs> it's completely huge. And I still get to cover like probably like 20 artists in that one article. So I'm still helping get new music out there. Um, it's just, yeah, I want to turn the dial down on that business because I'm going into startup mode to launch a second business yeah. that's complementary so, to So the what is one. the second business? Okay, are you happy to talk about it? Yeah, of course. Um, so the second business is actually going into more of an education sphere and helping like, actually teach musicians how to do a lot of their PR, their marketing, all of that sort of stuff themselves. Because when I looked at my industry post-COVID, I was like, okay, everything's restarting. People don't have thousands and thousands of dollars yes. to be spending yeah on publicists and things like that how can I actually help artists get their music out there without that financial burden so I'm taking I've been in this space overall like comms communications for about 15 years so I'm taking all of my media and PR experience and just bundling it up starting with one-on-one consults to help musicians with whatever questions they have in that PR and media sphere, but eventually I'm going to be launching a course to teach. Yeah, brilliant. And, and I love how you're approaching it because it's it's almost like they don't even realize it, but those first one-on-one clients, they're actually going to be your your sound, your your mm. your market research. You know, you hear one-on-one what com- what challenges they're having, you help Definitely. them overcome them, and then all the best bits of that and their biggest challenges and most common challenges then becomes your program. It's mm. perfect. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, my Thank dear. You. So exciting. Thank and as you. I said, yeah, good good on you for for stepping back and seeing what you needed to do personally before you could go and, and, and build rebuild a business in a direction that serves you and, and obviously I, I think serves the industry better as well. Mm. Yeah. Lauren, my love. Hi. Hi. So so tell us about your situation. Where where are you up to? It's a very exciting week for you as well. It is exciting. So I have uh, literally this week launched my business, my new business called Zone. And Zone is an app for tweens and teens that's all about good things in the world. So I'm a mum of four kids. I have seen firsthand what it's like to parent kids through those tween and teenagers and also to watch them going through it. And it's an awesome age and there's so much great stuff out there 
but they're also bombarded by so much scary stuff and negativity and exclusion on social media and all those kinds of things. So Zone, which is your own zone, is um, has been created so it's a really safe space online because the kids have all got these devices and I want them to be used for good, not evil. Yeah, love and it. So, oh, you've nailed your elevator pitch. I love oh, it. I have <laughs> practiced it a few times. It has been a few years in the making. And um, so, yes, as of this week, we are in beta testing mode. Yes. So it's really exciting. So you launched yesterday as well. Yes, correct. Big, big week for all of you. So didn't good. Realize the eighth had that, that meaning, but you were the one that yeah. set the eighth. There so you go. I'm I did. That was I? intentional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really a subconscious thing. So yeah. can I ask, ladies, and, 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 and as we were saying this before, before we started recording this episode, for for a lot of people, you know, many many people have a business idea and they never actually actualize it. You know, it's always if I did this or if I had more money or more time or less children, then I would do you know X Y Z. How long have each of you been thinking about this? Lauren, can I actually just jump back to you? Sure. How long have you been thinking about Zone? Like when was it kind of conceived in your mind? Probably about two and a half years ago. And at the time, my then 11-year-old who had everything sorted in her life, you know, she was happy at school, happy at home, academic, sporty, great friends, but she was still this massive roller coaster of emotions. And so I couldn't find a way to help her. And so hence I started mind mapping and thinking there must be others in similar situations. So it's been about two and a half years from the idea to now conception and COVID didn't help with that process. I would have loved to have been live probably last year. And you know, God knows time, the kids could have done with it last year Correct, as well. yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I'm kind of happy with this, the way the process has gone and yeah. I feel quite content with the spot that we're, I'm at now, which is Yeah, good. nice yeah. one. So good. How about you, Elka? For me, it actually was uh, about four years ago. It was in 2018 when I decided that I do want to change my role. I was very close to signing up for a PT qualification, but in the end, I found hundreds of reasons why not to do it. Like, oh, it's a new industry. I will have to pay for education. I want to get started from start again. Mm. And so in the end, I did not do it. Um, I had it on my mind for the last four years but because training was always a big part of me. Um, and then pretty much a lot of things happened last year and then end of last year I said oh, I really need to change a few things in my life and I was like okay now it's the time um, I will just get started with it. So how long so when did you decide to start it like as in you're like this is happening? It was in October 2021. Okay and when did you find out you were pregnant because you're 30 <laughs> weeks pregnant as we're recording this. <laughs> yes, I, so... I got her to stand up and show me her bump on video. <laughs> Um, so it was in, in October 2021, I decided that um, I want to shift and actually want to start my own business. And in December, I actually found out that I'm pregnant. Oh. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Is that a change of plan or what am I going to do about that? Yeah, but it's so perfect. You know, the, 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 the kind of client that you want to support, like you're walking their path right now. It's awesome. And I also think I just got goosebumps as you were saying that because there's a whole school of thought around that our, our babies manifest things. So there were so many things when Lexi was a baby that, you know, I thought it was my idea to to go to Bali for eight weeks. I thought it was my idea to go do this. And I was working with, um, it was a psychic at the time. And she was like, you know, they were all Lexi's ideas. <laughs> like, wow. So, you know, we don't know. You, you that, that, that baby, knowing that they'd already chose you as their mom, your, your beautiful baby, you know, that they, 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 they could have been waiting for you to get your shit together and get, get ready. And then they're like, okay, I'll come when she's got this business committed to. <laughs> you don't so know. true. And actually my first plan was different. Um, I already had a job lined up um, to start working in a gym. 
Um, and then when I found out that I was pregnant, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if that's the right time or right environment for me. And then I was like, no, I will just do my own thing. Um, I'm going to be a pre and postnatal coach and I will just, yeah, start my own business. So yeah, it makes totally sense what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have their own plans that we're not aware of. Yeah. And Tamika, how about you? Like with the idea to pivot the business or restart the business, was that something that was born during those eight months of reflection time or was it kind of something that had been kind of playing on your mind before the whole COVID crazy hit? So I've actually had this second business idea since 2016. No way! So I started using my muse in 2015 and I registered the business name for this second business in 2016. So it's been germinating for, yes, about six years. Um, But I feel like COVID really made me see that the alignment for that business was the the timing. It's like set the scene for it, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So tell me, my dear, Tamika, staying with you for a sec, um, like what was your biggest block in, in, in you know, what, why, why did, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with mm-hmm. it taking six years, you know, Bold Darling took two and a half years for me from like the point of conception to birthing it in March this year. And um, mm-hmm. what, what was your biggest block in, in pivoting? Like, was it time? Was it focus? Like what, what was it? Do you think? It was definitely creating space and time. Yeah. So- being in the media business, it was just constantly create content, go, go, go. Yeah. There was, I was very much working in my business, not on the business. Yes. So yeah, it was definitely that that finding the time and space to create it. And also I guess fear of failure, which I think yeah. a lot of people face. And yeah. that very much comes out for me as procrastination. Yeah, that makes sense. As I think so, so many people would say as well. I totally get it. Um, how about you, Lauren? What what was your biggest block? Just the fact no. that you had four kids. Well, yeah, there was that, and trying to um, <laughs> learning, four children, learning from home for four yes. children, not particularly helpful. I, mine was probably imposter syndrome. It was kind yeah. of like, why would this? Why me? Why should I make this a success? Yeah. And then I went, well, why not me? No one else yes. has tried it. No one else has done it. And then I got that whole someone's going to sweep in and steal my idea. Which is a and very which, good rocket up your ass, isn't it? <laughs> totally. And I still am a bit scared of that, to be perfectly honest. But yeah. it's ta- this is two, two and a half years in the making, so they're going to be behind the eight ball. So my yes. my moat to protect my idea is the fact that I've been working on it for so, so, so much longer than anyone else. Sure, a big company with bigger resources could sweep on in, but original is always the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you'll always be first to market. Like I remember when I was launching the Remarkables Group, my first business, and I... My block in starting it was I, I my visa to work in Australia. I had to work for the agency that I was sponsored by. It was like a, it's a four five seven visa, which Elka might be familiar with. And I applied for the de facto visa with Wade on on Wade, kind of like hijacking his Australia <laughs> Australianness in February. It was like a leap year. It's so a twenty nine. Sorry, it was in January. I applied for that, and I thought it would take nine to ten months for that to come back. So my plan was to launch my business in like October November. And I was freaking out that someone was going to take the business idea. Mm. And as it actually happened, my visa was approved in a month. I still don't know what happened. It, it was approved on the 29th of February, 2016. And I still, sorry, 2012. I still don't know how that happened. So I was like, oh my God, like you're not waiting till October. Like Lorraine, you're starting this like ASAP, which is May. But in that time between May and October that I thought I would be working I, I heard on the grapevine of two or three other people who had similar business ideas. So it was just this insane God stroke of, you know, magic that my visa got approved because 
yeah, it is, it's a real fear, isn't it? You've got this idea. But the thing that I loved about launching then was like, I was always first and you will always be first with, with Zone. Like even, you know, it's, you just soft launched yesterday, but, but you're the, like, it's out there. Like you're, you're owning Correct. that, that sandpit now, you know, no one Which else is, can own it like you can. It's pretty and that's cool. equally exciting and terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are responsibilities. Like, oh my God, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Make it work now, but that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So you you reckon your biggest block is imposter syndrome? To make a yours was procrastination and just not having the the space and the time and energy to actually gestate this new business. How about you, Elka? I would say self-doubt, like having all the thoughts, can I do this? Will I find a client? Why should someone pick me as a PT? But also, is it the right timing, especially then when I found out that I'm pregnant? Yeah. Um, I was like, well, can I really do this? But I would also say a little bit of social expectations like because I'm already in a career, I already have my career. I was really afraid of getting a lot of pushback from friends, family, yeah. colleagues saying like, why are you doing that? You're starting from, from the beginning again. Um, so yeah, also, that- can we just say for context, Zelka, I've similar to Lauren, I've worked with you kind of on a three month block one-on-one as well. Like you actually came to your career a bit later as well. So, you know, there's also that kind of added expectation of people saying like, well, you started this later than kind of what was normal. And then you're leaving it like, you know, WTF exactly. type thing. Do you feel like that happened? Like, do you feel like you did get that pushback? A little bit. Yes. Mm. Um, especially in the beginning, because in the beginning, I was very excited about it. So I started sharing it with quite a lot of people around and I got the pushback. It was even from my closest family saying mm. like, why are you really doing that? Like, you already have your career. You've done your studies. You've got your education. Like, what is the reason for that? Um but it was actually during one of our sessions when we had the mindset session um, that you gave us the advice, only talk to people that you 100% trust. Yeah. And that's what I did. And from then on, the self-doubt was a lot easier to deal with. Yeah. Like I only sp- spoke to pretty much three people in my life about their business. And that was a really, really big turning point for me. Yeah, that is so good. Can you I just that, add that, sorry to yeah, go in, Lauren, go. but can I add, I have such respect for, and admiration for people that do change careers because mm. it means you're passionate. You know, I look at my kids' teachers that had accounting careers or something else before that have decided they're passionate about teaching. They're awesome. Wow. So I say flip that on its head, Elka, and I say, good on you. Because, <laughs> you know, people want to be there. You know, they've Correct. actively chosen it. They're not, you know, how many people do we know that like resent their careers? Because it's the whole sunk cost theory, isn't it? They've put so many years and, you know, university education costs, they've put so much into it. Like there's so much sunk cost that they say, well, you know, I, I can't change now. So I absolutely back you up on that, Lauren. I think Elk, it's, it's so incredibly courageous just to say, well, no, you know, kind of coming back to your heart and what you want to do and what's going to light you up and and, and following that. And I also think a couple of different thoughts on, on what you said is that I think often we can project a lot of our own worries and our concerns onto the people around us. You know, oh, people are probably going to say this. And, you know, even though you did get some pushback, it probably wasn't anywhere near as much as you thought you would get. <laughs> no, not at all. And and probably they're, they're all meant it in a good way. They just mm. said, oh, really think about it. Um, and the other thing was like, I, I made that, decision that I still stayed part-time in my current job yeah um so I started the whole business on my side and at the moment I'm really happy with this decision which which meant it wasn't like a big cut from one day to the other one um you had to change everything around and so far it's, it's working really well yeah um, and I have to say I really enjoyed it yeah nice it's so good and I think um oh 
I think when people around us say those things, you know, we can take them as like, and I wrote about it in my Step Into You book around this woman. She came to this like um, community dinner that I hosted in Brisbane years ago. And she was a dance teacher and she had this awesome idea for this, the dance industry, which was just, I mean, I'm not in the space and I just thought this was genius. And she had actually run it by her former dance mentor who's like in her 70s. And it was an online business idea that this woman had. And the dance teacher was like, no, the dance uh, mentor was like, nah, no, I don't think that's 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 one. And this woman had just stopped working on the idea altogether. And and it's that thing of, you know, that these people, they A, they probably don't know the space, which is why I love Elka, that you you really, I guess, contained who you were confiding in about your business to a small group of people, you know, people who got it and who you trust. But also these people also, they want to keep us safe. You know, if I look at Lexi or Wilder, like it's the scariest thing in the world that they might go out and do something and get hurt. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Lauren, you know this and Elka, you're about to know it as well. It's like your mm-hmm. your heart is walking around outside your body, you know, all, all day long. And when they get hurt, it's like you feel it. So I can imagine if you have an adult child who comes to you and said, you know, this awesome professional career that I have, that I'm making good money. And you kind of in your mind, you're like, as the parent, you know, you think I'm sorted, like, you know, check, mm. shipped, sorted. And then you want to spin everything in its head and start this online business. You, <gasps> But I think so much of it, I think we think it's coming from a place of criticism or that, you know, they don't believe in our idea when actually it's just coming from a place that they just want to keep us safe, you know? And I think when we can disconnect from that and see what see it for what it is, I think it's it's very liberating. Yes, yeah, <laughs> totally. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I love that you're sharing the blocks because I also think business and entrepreneurship, like it's so glamorized, you know, and this idea of, you know, I'm going to work in hammocks. I actually saw when we went to Bali at uh, the the resort we'd stayed in, stayed in, I've never seen this before. They had like, you know, the little cabana things, like the little wooden things around the pool. And then the cabanas had like a little hammock at the bottom of it. And I saw one guy, I was like bouncing around the pool with the kids and he was sitting in the hammock on his laptop. And I'm like, that is the visual. Like, that's what we think of, you know, on these vision boards of us as entrepreneurs, we're going to be sitting in hammocks and Bali working. Mm-hmm. And all I can think about is like, what if you drop your laptop in the water? Like, what if you drop your laptop in the water? <laughs> you're doing no more work, dude, on this trip. So I, I really love that you're, you're, you're open to sharing that because I think it just normalizes it for everyone else. You know, there's going to be men, women listening to this episode who want to start their own business. And they're probably like, oh, I'm the only one, you know, the imposter syndrome or, you know, not having the time and space, like you said, Tamika, or the self-doubt Elka, as you talked about, or, you know, the other people's stories, OPSs that my friend Jack Delosa talks about, you know, buying into other people's stories about what we're doing. And I just think it's so good to normalize the not so glamorous side of entrepreneurship. You know, it's not all picking your logo and, and working in hammocks and valley. It's, it's dealing with your own intense shit that comes up uh, on the journey of starting a business. So can I ask each of you, what do you feel is the most helpful piece of advice? You know, when when you're kind of sitting in that position where you're feeling really blocked, you've got the imposter syndrome, the self-death, you know, fear of failure, all the blocks that each of you very generously shared. What do you feel like was either tipping point or the one piece of advice that kind of prompted you to go, okay, let's let's do this? Lauren, can you think of anything that you maybe read in a book or someone else shared or just an insight you had yourself that got you unblocked, so to speak? Yeah, look, I think it was just a start. I think that's, you know, the first step is always the hardest. It's a bit yeah, like eating so an elephant, true. isn't it? You know, so it was yeah. just a start. And the minute I'd started, I was ahead of anyone else in the game. And so, and then keeping that momentum was obviously tricky yeah. through <laughs> lockdowns and whatever else. But that was the best advice I've had. And that's the advice I would give to anyone because you're always going to be better off than before you started. Even if it takes a different path, even if it doesn't come to fruition, you've tried. I think if I was still sitting here not having started anything, I'd be kicking myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also you don't know what's on the other side of the adventure. You know, I think starting a business is one of those classic sliding doors moments. Like, I love that movie. So it's, likewise, you know, you just yeah. don't know. Like I started that business in you know, 16th of May, 2012 in my spare bedroom. And I just had no idea mm. what was going to come. You know, I got to go to Necker Island with Sir Richard Branson, got to fly in helicopters, got to, I'm not saying that's going to happen to everyone that starts a business, but you're right, Lauren, you're always going to learn more about yourself, if nothing else. And also, you know, you've tried. You know, we've got that whole thing of fear of failure, like we don't want to mess it up or do it wrong, whatever wrong looks like. But actually, if we think about it, by not starting, we're actually failing. We're failing ourselves. And as I think I said to you, Lorraine, when we first spoke, you said, what does success look like? I said, I want my kids to be proud of me, which sounds really cheesy. You're talking to my mama hard. (laughs) Yes. It sounds really cheesy. But, you know, I mean, I've always been there for them. I have been, yes, I've been working and doing a little bit of consulting, but I've pretty much been there for them full time since they were born. My eldest is 15. Yeah. I want them to look at me and see effort equals reward equals something. Even if it's not an amazing, successful business, I've put the effort in making me Same. cry oh, that's so not the intention <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm hormonal but also it's, it's a beautiful thought like it, that, yeah. that's, that's it you know and what else could any of us want who you know but to make the people we care about proud of us you know it's it's, it's such a it's a good motivator <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Tamika how about you what's been the most helpful piece of advice or insider nugget that's helped you kind of just get moving on, on this pivot or repositioning of the business I think it was actually Jack Delosa that said this that your business never grows bigger than you. Yeah, a business Something will never outgrow its founder. Yeah, yes, so that's the, the best advice um, because I think being in business and particularly progressing in business, as the founder, you really have to do your inner work. Mm. So with the fear of failure, the self-doubt, all of those issues, it's, it's hard. If you just kept pushing through it, mm. probably going to keep going around at the same cycle yeah on the hamster wheel yeah yeah I found I went and did the work on my issues so like therapy I went to yoga took up meditation journaling just doing all of that inner work Mm. has actually helped me push through those blocks actually like heal some of them so that now I can get to the point where I'm like yes I'm ready to do this in my business yeah love that and 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 we talk about in Bold Darling it was actually one of the images that when I was creating Bold Darling I was like this has to be on like the landing page for the program that whole iceberg you know that the the tip Mm -hmm. of the iceberg is the business Mm -hmm. success but everything underneath that is you know, Tamika, you've experienced it yourself. You know, when your health isn't good, like you're of no mm. use to anyone, never mind your business, you know, no use to yourself. Exactly. You know, it's our yeah. health, it's our spirituality, it's our exercise, it's the quality of our relationships. And that's why, as you all know, like, Bill Darling, it's more about than let's get good PLs and let's like make revenue and, you know, launch new products. It's It starts and ends with us. You know, when we're good, mm. everything is good. And I think, Tamika, you're such a good example of someone who's come back from that, you know, when you weren't good physically done the work on yourself because now what you have done it's exactly to Jack's point you have you have built a bigger container that means you can hold a bigger business and that next level of success but if we're not working on that container then you're right you're just on that cyclical hamster wheel and not getting anywhere fast but exhausted in the process <laughs> and burnt out and burnt out and all of the things um Elka how about you what's been the biggest kind of nugget or piece of advice that someone's helped you to get unblocked and, and get moving on this journey um, I would say something very similar to Lauren, like definitely get started. But what I needed to get started was actually make a commitment. Um, and so for me, it was a mix between financial and social commitment. So it actually was when I signed up to Bold Darling. 
that's when I really started it. I was like, okay, now you've done this. Like on the one hand, you want to make use of your money. But on the other hand, once I've met all the other ladies and I saw that we're all pretty much in the same boat, everyone wants to do something for the business. I wanted to be part of the group and I wanted to show up and make sure that, oh, actually what I say I'm doing, I'm really going to do it. Um, so yeah, for me, I just needed this, this commitment, um, and, and saying that I will be there every two weeks and I will do what I say I do. And then suddenly I, I did it all. <laughs> you like, kind of stopped and went, oh my God, I, I did all that. And you know, you yeah. committed, you were like, I'm paying up front. I'm here. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think you're, you're such an interesting case study because for a lot of women, and they would say, oh, I'm having a baby. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll think about it next year or, you know, the timing's not right. You know, I do hear that a lot in, in my work. And, and you were like, nah, this is, I mean, I'm here. I'm, 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 I'm committed. And, and you have showed up every two weeks. <laughs> You're amazing. Yeah. And you made it happen, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's yeah, it's a credit to you. It's, it's awesome. And question, you know, we talked a lot about kind of the mindset of, of starting a business. Um, has it been as scary as you thought it was going to be, Elka? I'll stay with you for a sec. In short, I would say no, Mm. but I think what really made a difference for me was the environment and the people that I had around me. Um, Like, as I said before, for me, it was really important to only talk to to people that 100% trust, Mm. and that was pretty much my husband. It was later on the accountability group from Bold Darling, and it was was also my personal personal trainer, so I've got my own uh, PT. Nice. and I only talked to them like whenever there was concern or questions um, coming up or this little self-doubt um, popping up again, I only talked to them and they pretty much helped me to get through the, the ups and downs. Um, and no, I would say it was, it was definitely not as scary as mm. I thought it would be. That's so good. And I think the thing to remember as well is, and I think, you know, what we're just talking about you with you, Elke, is that you You almost like you connected into Baldarling, like you plugged in. I honestly think for you, and I think for quite a few of the group, you felt like you were joining a team. Like you're like, I'm here, I'm lifting my, you know, I'm pulling my weight. Like you're all nodding here on video. Like you're like, I'm here, I'm committed. I'm going to carry, you know, I'm going to pull my weight as part of this team. And by pulling your weights, like doing your work, not doing everyone else's work. Um, so I think for you, it's about you kind of plugged yourself into a structure you went on this journey of, you know, obviously attending the monthly masterclasses with me, doing the expert break to the expert sessions each month, being part of this incredible accountability group that, that you have fostered together. So it's almost like just by showing up, you got the work done. I know you did the work as well, but, you know, it's and I, I think to make it similar to what you were saying around, you know, you just didn't have the time and the space to kind of figure this out. And of course, you had your eight months of of, of, of much needed reflection time, but also, also like you're so committed in the group, like, you show up, you, you you do the work and and it's almost that it's it's a weird way of putting it, but it's forced time on your business when you sign up to, you know, whether it's Bull Darling or something else or you work with a one-on-one mentor, you're showing up and just by showing up and, and saying, okay, I'm going to show up for this next hour and a half. Like we've got our, our next thing together. You'll be seeing me again in like an hour because we've got our monthly mm-hmm. masterclass with me. We're focusing on money this month and we're, I'm talking about money mindset and the energetics of money today. Um, but you know, you're showing up. You just by showing up and doing the work. You 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 just by showing up, you do the work. I guess so. So love love that you shared that, Alka. Lauren, do you think it was as scary for you as as it turned out? Now you've now launched. No, definitely not as scary. Um, no, definitely not as scary. I've learned a lot on the way through. Um, you know, I don't have an IT background. I have never gone into app development. I had to place a lot of trust in the developers yes. that I chose. 
Yeah. Um, but definitely and I think you scary. chose well from working with other mentees who've got dev teams. You've chosen well. <laughs> I hope so. You know, look, I, I've trusted them. What they've done so far looks really great to me. And so yeah. once it's out in the wild, I'll well, You've got a good course. relationship with them. Correct. You know, oh, really the amount of dev teams who are just like, yeah, space yeah, cadets. So <laughs> You're not having reason. that experience. Well, that's why I was adamant to get a dev team on, on Australian soil. I didn't yeah, want to be different time zones, language barriers and things like that, which is a bit more expensive. But I, I think with hindsight, it was a really good decision to make. Mm. So, no, definitely not as scary. Um, the scary bit's kind of now, to be honest, because yeah. <laughs> I need it to be successful. I need it, I need my idea to be validated because I feel like there's a massive need for it and everyone yeah. I speak to agrees with me, but are they just nodding because I'm saying it or is there actually? So, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, totally mm. get it. Yeah, it's it's almost like that um, the vulnerability hangover, like you've shipped it and now it's like, are people going to like it? <laughs> Correct. Yes, are people going to turn up to my party? Yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. Every launch I'm like, I hope someone comes. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, so no, true. Not as scary until now. <laughs> Yeah. How about you, Tamika? Because I know obviously your, your story is a little bit different. You're not starting from scratch. Has, has this been as scary as the first one or as, as much as you expected? Oh, that is a very good question. In some ways, it's scarier because I've already launched a business. So when I when I launched my first business, I went straight from university into business. I was like, Did you? I, I didn't want... know that about you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Red. When you ask like the question of um, has it been scary, for me actually being in a, like being employed is scary. <laughs> so <laughs> business is just where I naturally feel, oh, yep, that's where I've got to go. Um, but I guess I had that naivety when I started my first business. I was like, yep, I'm just going to do this. I have, you know, I, I don't, I didn't have any financial commitments. Like it's not like I had a mortgage or anything like that. I was like, this is the best time to do it. Yeah. I'm totally free. Uh, whereas now it's a bit scarier because it's like, oh, I actually, I know how business operates now. Yes. And obviously I'm a bit older and I'm like, oh, this is, it is a little bit scary, but I think I just have to run at it like yeah. I did my first business and just do it. And then the fear will just go. Yeah. Like as soon as you just acknowledge it, run at it, it's gone. Yeah, so true. I think it's the Liz Gilbert thing, isn't it? She's like, just talk to fear. Hi, fear. I can mm. see you. Thank you for showing up yes. today. But now go in the corner because I've got to get my work done. <laughs> yeah. And Tamika, I really identify with what you're saying. The, the Actually, the podcast episode I'm dropping tomorrow is I, I celebrated uh, Sorry, I didn't celebrate because I forgot, but I was 10 years in business on the 16th of May, so last month, and I did an episode. I know, but I just forgot. I was in Bali, (laughs) (laughs) probably sitting on a healer's table somewhere in Ubud, and I forgot. Um, But I did an episode around, like, I really thought that when I started this second business, I was like, this is going to be cruisy. I've already built one. You know, it's going to be easy. But I think you're you're less naive going into it second time around. Mm -hmm. And also in a weird way, and I kind of don't want to plant this fear for you, Tamika, but I'm wondering if you felt it, there's this sense of like, I built something, I kind of built a bit of a name for myself, like a bit of profile. Yes, It's almost like the second time around, I felt like I had something to lose. Whereas first time, no one knew who I was. There was no one watching. Exactly. Yes. I definitely identify with that. What's been the most enjoyable part of the process so far? Lauren? Oh, for me, without you a doubt. you light up, all three of you light up when you talk about your businesses. What's been the most enjoyable part? Well, for me, I've just been getting really brave with the support of my accountability group and you, Lorraine, of talking to people that I want to be contributing to the app, contributing expert content and different yeah. things. And when I go to them and tell them what I'm doing, 
hands down the response has been this is amazing yeah and in fact one person that I spoke to who I have such respect for who is an absolute guru in his field he said I've always wanted to do something like this I just never had the time or the money I was like yes I feel really validated um so that's without a doubt been the most exciting part yeah that's you know because because you and I I don't know if we've mentioned this we were on power quarter mentoring together while I launched bold darling and you were like okay I, I want to be on this as well because I want to keep this going what, what you and I created together total FOMO so good. You, did, you really did and you met I think you're actually the first person to sign up I think you messaged me going yeah I mean oh, like, really? okay great hi that's a bit awkward how can you know <laughs> You, you were early to the party. That's all. Yeah. You're, just, you're keen yeah, yeah. and early to the party. But, you know, when you and I would have those mentoring calls and you would say, you know, I, I'm going to reach out to this person. And, and I kind of had the mama bear of like, I hope they answer her email. You know, I hope they talk to her. And that woman who gave you three hours of her time in person, like incredible. This is incredible. what I was saying to you. I was like, Lauren, this doesn't happen. Like no. busy people don't just commit to a 20 minute coffee and then stay three hours with you. So this is what I was saying to you during our mentoring. And I still say to you now, it's almost like you've got this tailwind behind zone. Like people get it. People are supporting it. It's almost like it's held energetically by people who you really respect, which is just money can't buy. And I think the nice thing as well is I'm not a threat to them. I'm actually trying to help their profile and their business by amalgamating information in one spot. So because that bit I didn't mention was the parent portal, which is going to be a whole lot of information and resources mm. for us parents trying to bring up kids in an age that we have no experience from. So, yes, without a doubt, that has been the biggest thrill that I have had is the response from gurus in their in their fields that I really respect and them going, yeah. yes, I've got you back. Yeah, that's amazing. There will be knockdowns as well. I know that, but for now it's it's all good. Yeah, like right, write yeah. it, write it now. It's yeah, good. Correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Elka, how about you? What's been the most enjoyable part for you in the journey? I'd say seeing everything coming together, like from the idea in your head and all these crazy thoughts that you have to really make it happen. So it was um, actually when we did the quarterly plan where I was like, oh, my God, now I've got a plan for the next Mm -hmm. few weeks and I know exactly what I need to do to get there. And then tomorrow uh, and then yesterday, I mean, the day when I really launched it, I was like, oh, my God, I just really, really did it. So I would say uh, just piecing it all together. And definitely yesterday was very exciting, but also a little bit scary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Putting this up out there. So, yeah. And I think there's something about, I mean, particularly for all of you in Bold Darling, there's something about creating your quarterly plan and knowing that in 90 days time, someone's actually going to be asking you how it went. It's a bit like, okay, I need to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's cool. <laughs> Tamika, how about you? What's been the most enjoyable thing about round two? Oh, creating. That That is my space. That's my jam. I just love creating, like having a vision of what I want to create and then getting to do it. And also just connecting, reconnecting back in with my community. Um, musicians are the whole reason I do what I do. Mm. So getting to work with them is a huge honour for me. Yeah. And I'm assuming, you know, getting kind of what, what Lauren was talking about, getting that validation from them as well, that, oh, this is your mm. idea. Yes, this is what I want. And do you feel like you're getting that at this point or is it a bit too early still? I actually started sharing my new business idea with some of my friends in the industry and they're like, oh, my gosh this is exactly what we need. That was was lovely. Yeah. But I haven't publicly, I haven't taken this public yet. So yeah, it will, I think, I think it will be good. Yeah. We'll be good. We'll be good. We'll be good. And you know, that's exactly like Lauren said, you people who get it and who know what it's there to do, understand it and want it. So that's, I mean, what else could you ask for right now? That's, that's brilliant. So ladies, what, what, if you kind of go back to, 
I'm just thinking about you, Tamika, like six years ago when you kind of conceived this idea, Lauren, for you, I think it was two and a half years, you said? Mm-hmm. Yep. Elka, six, four, four years four. for you. You know, what's what's one thing you wish you could go back and tell yourself back then? If you could almost like go back to yourself in a dream or in a vision <laughs> or back a hallucination. Well, Lauren, okay. you say back yourself back to yourself. Lauren. Yeah, back yourself and don't actually worry about mm-hmm. others out there. Yeah. Love. Elka? Yeah. I would say don't be afraid. Just do what you feel is right. And if you want to do it, you you will be able to do it. Yeah. And at the timing's right, you know, if it's if, if it's it's right, it's if the time is right, the, the tailwind that almost like that universal tailwind is, is going to be there to support you. And yeah, yeah, particularly with your baby dropping in as well. <laughs> Tamika, how about you? What would you say to yourself six years ago? I would say, even though I've waited six years and I probably could have made a start on this earlier. I would actually tell myself patience, just be patient because everything that you're doing over the next six years is going to get you mm-hmm. to what the purpose of this second business actually is. So when I first registered that business name, I had a completely different idea of what that business was going to be. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a PR and marketing agency, which is actually definitely not <laughs> what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, now that it's, it's been reframed into education um yes yes that's what it is so I would tell myself just be patient don't rush it just let it sit because eventually the the real purpose of that business is going to drop in look at you wise woman that's so powerful and you know isn't it a funny one because I was almost jokingly going to say when I asked you that question because you know given that you had the health issues from you know overwork and all all of the things uh, Mm. a couple of years ago you know don't work so hard but if you didn't right. do that, you wouldn't have landed yeah. where you're landing and you wouldn't, it's like, it's all, when you look exactly. back, isn't it weird? It's almost like dominoes. It's like, oh, that happened because that happened and that happened. Yeah. But you're talking if about I that hadn't process. burnt out, I would not have realized that my business was not serving me. Mm. And in reality, it's not, it wasn't serving my community as best as it could have been either. Yeah. That's exactly it. I've started working with a new mentor myself, which is just so weird. Like I had my first call with her yesterday. Like I actually felt really nervous because I'd spent all day mentoring other people. And then I was being mentored. I was like, oh, this is weird. And and she said something really, really powerful to me. Um, she said, when you make decisions in your business, so you, and, and she said, you always have permission to change your mind, which I love that you reminded me of that. And there's nothing I necessarily want to change my mind about right now. But she said, um, it's always a win-win for everyone. So Tamika, you changing, you know, I think often and I've seen this in my previous business or even in this business, you know, a couple of years ago, there was things that I kept doing because I felt like, oh, I can't change it for, you know, because this person's going to be upset or I've committed to this or whatever. Whereas if you think about it, if we're doing stuff in our businesses, I'm trying to unpack this and, and articulate as I think about it. If we're doing things in our business that aren't serving us, we're not showing up as the best version of ourselves for the people we're meant to be serving. Therefore, they're actually losing. It's a lose-lose. So mm. when we make decisions or, you know, we, we chart paths forward, like you've done Tamika, which serve you better, it's straight away, like I'm clicking my fingers here, straight away, it's a win-win because you're showing up, it's best for you, therefore it's going to be best for them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, that I thought that was really powerful for me yesterday. I was like, hmm, need to, need to ponder that one. And I love it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? So, really that's, that, you know, that said, you know, what you would go back and say to yourselves all those years ago, what would you say to someone else? So I guarantee you there's probably going to be about 12, 1300 people listen to this episode. And you're probably like, oh, my God. There's about that many people are going to listen. I guarantee you 
there's at least 20% of those people who have a business idea. Maybe they want to change their existing business like you've done, Tamika, or they want to start a business. And maybe they've been sitting on it for 10 years. What would you say to that person listening now? Lauren, do you want to go first? Yeah, well, exactly as I would have said to myself back here. Yeah, I was wondering if you're the same. Yeah. yeah, So, and just start. You know, that's the two pieces of advice that I was given to start and advice I give myself would be back yourself. And it sounds really easy just to say that. Yeah. But once you start, you're closer to the yeah, closer yeah. To your goal. And I will say the quarterly planning process was so helpful. Because mm. um, it gives you accountability, doesn't it? It's not totally. like a someday plan. It's like, no, no, no. Next 90 days, what are you doing? I will admit I changed a few of my deadlines. You did. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it wasn't perfect, but at the same time it's got me to now, which mm-hmm. is exactly what I needed. And this is exactly when we started our um, Power Quarter Mentoring, Lorraine. I said, I need a cheerleader. I need someone to make me accountable. And that's what you did and that's what this accountability group through Bold Darling has done. And now I feel really proud of where I've got, mm-hmm. as opposed to still sitting there going, it's almost there. It's almost there. Yeah, yeah, that's so. exactly it. So I think just I was actually going to layer on something and you you went in exactly the same uh, direction I was going to go on. It's, you know, if you've got that hesitancy around starting whatever you're starting, you know, finding the infrastructure or finding the structure, you know, whether it's, of course, Bold Darling is, is awesome for this, but if it's a one-on-one mentor or a coach or an accountability group, just find something that's going to give you that infrastructure to get started. Because each of you have said in your own way, you know, there was something that you committed to that made this happen for yourself. So it's 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 reminding yourself that you are the most important thing. You know, whatever's going to help you feel supported and motivated and productive, that's, that's always going to be a good thing, whatever yeah. that looks like. Yeah. Tamika, what would you say? Okay. I actually wrote down my answer to this question. Oh, thank you for being so prepared. So I'm just going to read it because I don't want to miss anything. So my piece of advice to anyone who wants to start a business would be get into business for the right reasons. So not for money, not for status, not because society or your family and friends told you you should do something specific. Just really sit with what you want to create and why. Drown out all the other voices until the only voice that you can hear is actually your own Um, because that's your intuition, that's your heart purpose. And if you follow that and create a heart-led business that serves you and your community, that inner compass is always going to lead you where you need to go. Wow. Uh, mic drop. Tamika is now <laughs> taking over my job as the co-host. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, as in, in a comp. That's beautiful, Tamika. Honestly, I couldn't have worded that better myself. Wow. That's amazing. I was listening to that thinking that should be a song, Tamika. You need yeah. to be one of your musos to record it. <laughs> Thank you. At least so a social true. media post. Got yeah, yeah 100% social media. social media post. I love that. Mm. And, you know, Tamika, sorry, I'm kind of flip, dropping into mentoring mode with you now, but I think... Um, I feel like you've got full permission to talk about your journey and your story as part of this this relaunch of the the, the repositioning of the business because mm-hmm. people gravitate towards stories like yours. You know, health issues, put all tools down for eight months just to really think about what's the business that's best going to serve me and serve my community, mm-hmm. and that's what you've created. You know, there's a beautiful provenance story to where how you've ended ended up where you're at. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. And I feel amazing. like I've been on the journey that my community's been on. So mm. I did actually share a bit of my story on my writer account, my social media account, where some musicians follow me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, thank you for saying this because yeah. I also like burnt out and I just felt mm. like COVID decimated us. And we were like worthless. And I'm like, oh, and it got it. Yeah. It really resonated with people. I was like, we're in this together, guys. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're 
uh, it's not quite thought leadership, but I feel like you've got this role as almost like that model or that that pioneer, you know, to to show other people the light through through what Thank they've been you. through, particularly as an industry. You know, it's been as Thank you know you. smashed. I would like to be a guide. Yeah, like that's that's guide. nice. That's the word yeah. I, think I was fumbling for. Yeah. Mm. Love. Thank you. Look at you. <laughs> I thought all that meditating when you were doing your, your recharge time was working. <laughs> oh, thank you. So tuned in. I love it. And thank you. Elka, what would you say to someone? I feel um, like I'm coming back to you. Have I, is that right? Yeah. I'm trying like I'm jumping around. Yeah. 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 I feel Tamika should have been the last. I know. I was first. Response. <laughs> no pressure, Elka. <laughs> um, well, my advice would be, and that's what I've learned, is only talk to people about your business idea that you 100% mm. trust. So I think for me, it was one of such a big learning point that I kind of found my own sounding board, which was just my husband, the accountability group, um, and my own PT. And I only talked to them about my idea, everything that I want to do. Um, and that was just so helpful. Like as soon as I dropped all the other people, I felt so much better. I was so clear in my head and I was like, okay, I can do this. I got this. Um, and I just, yeah, found my own way of doing it. That's amazing. So, so true. And can I actually just share Elka? And I think I, I shared the backstory of that when I shared that with the group in the mindset session, that was, that was our first month. Yeah. That was April. Yeah. We did the mind, mindset theme for the whole month. And the reason I shared that, the kind of the origin of that story was Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx, who's I think the youngest self-made female billionaire in the world. She's amazing. I follow her on Instagram. She's awesome. And, and she shared in a podcast interview is actually on the, how I built this podcast, which if you're an entrepreneur or planning one, you, you need to read that. listen to that um, show. It's so good by Guy, uh, how I built this by Guy Raz. And, and what she shared in that interview was that in the early days of her business, you know, the idea of working on Spanx, she was selling fax machines door to door, um, photocopies or fax machines or both. I can't remember. And she didn't tell anyone about her idea. She didn't tell her family. She told her IP lawyer. And I think she had one trusted friend that she talked about the idea with as well. And that was for two reasons. One was to protect the IP because she kind of felt like this is such an obvious idea. Why has no one done this yet? But the second, the the other reason, which is like probably the bigger reason, was that she felt and how she described it was that um, when we have these business ideas, it's almost like, you know, when we conceive a baby, you know, for those Mm -hmm. of us who, who carry babies, that they're so precious and so dependent on the mother's body and they're, you know, they're not viable. Like if you took that baby out at 12 weeks, 14 weeks, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not viable. So what, what she was saying is that she needed to protect the idea. Like it was her job to protect that idea. And she knew that it would just take a well-meaning uncle or, you know, a random mate from university who could say the wrong thing. And she would abandon, just like I shared with you, you know, that story that the, the dance industry idea all those years ago in Brisbane, so I think that's the why we want to keep these ideas, you know, literally close to our hearts because they're they're vulnerable, you know, they're sensitive, they're they're not fully viable yet. So I think um, what you've done, Elka, is so it's so spot on, you know, just to protect your idea and 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 only share it with those people that that you do trust until it's more viable. Now, of course, you'll be like, let me tell you about my idea, you know, because it's viable, it's it's established, you know, it's establishing itself right now. So, yeah, love that. Thank you. Ladies, I have loved this chat. I could do all day together. I could do. Will we get more time together on my session in, in what, tw- 29 minutes time? And um, ladies, is there anything that you feel like we've missed or anything you feel like you, you'd, you'd like to pass on to anyone listening that we haven't maybe covered as part of this conversation? I have one point. Just yeah, go for it, Tamika. That, um, perhaps already have their business and they want to pivot. Um, my 
what I found really helpful for me was actually looking at the business and being like, okay, is it that this is not the business for me or is it just that this business isn't working for me? So if you're at that point where you're like, oh, do I give up on my business? Do I keep going? That is the question that I would perhaps recommend you ask yourself because it may not be that you have to leave an entire business, an entire industry. Cut off your nose to spite your face almost. Yeah. Yeah. That the way it's set up just currently doesn't serve you. It's not bringing you joy. So bring, bring more joy in, figure out what you like doing in your business and do that. Yeah. I love to do an exercise with mentees. It's one of my my friends, Meredith, taught me years ago, almost like drawing a line down the page and saying on one side, what do you want to do more of and what do you want to do less of? Even just that simple exercise can be so illuminating in, in, in its own right. All right, ladies. Thank you. This was Thanks, thank you. Thank you. Um, awesome. I'm interviewing the scale-ups next. So this is really cool. Come to go on the journey Amazing. step by step. It. But um, thank you so much. Honestly, as you know, I just wish you all the love and success and abundance and happiness in your businesses and lives as as humanly possible because you all deserve it. You show up for yourselves and everyone else in your lives so hard and, and, and in a good way. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm just I'm just privileged to be part of the journey and, and see it all unfolding. And just what you have created together as an accountability group, like hats off. It's beautiful. I couldn't have wished for the accountability groups to be coming together any better than what you're doing. So thank you. Thanks, thank you for bringing us Lorraine. together love love well i'll see you in 28 minutes awesome yes <laughs> see you. Bye. thank you Bye. thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode i really hope that you picked up some nuggets from lauren and elkin and tamika and if nothing else that you just realize that it is possible to start your business and no it's not going to always be easy but the sense of fulfillment and satisfaction is just phenomenal. And just remember, you don't need to go it alone. There's so many different supports out there, including my own beautiful, bold, darling mentoring group and doors are open now. They're open till on the 23rd of June. And if this episode spoke to you, I would love for you to apply to the group. Thank you so much again for joining this week's episode. Remember that there is a second episode also live today, which is Diary of Three Scale-Ups, in which I talk to three other Bold Darling members about growing their businesses. So yeah, would love for you to check out that episode as well. And I will also have a couple of bonus episodes dropping over the next week. So keep your eyes, eyes and ears peeled for those. I'll chat to you again very soon. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, LorraineMurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.